0: And boom goes the dynamite.
1: It's Tuesday morning, everyone, and you know what that means. Kevin Ely and I are back for a brand new episode of The Boom. I'm your host, James B. McDaniel. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by Fight Game Media. Check out fightgamemedia.com and patreon.com slash fightgamemedia, which we'll, of course, be talking about a little later in the show. Kevin,
0: how's your week been going, man? It's been all right. It's been a little rainy here. Cool. It's cooling off. So I'm a little, little droopy, but I'm perking up. I think I the
1: high, the high today in Albuquerque, forty eight degrees. Oh, that's so I am. Sunny I'm going It's sunny. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's. It was really sunny. Really, really windy. Crazy like desert windy, and that's awesome. I love that. I like the layer. The layers, that yeah. Man, layer. I'm all about the layers. It's my I look best in the winter, so I've been out and about all day.
0: The accoutrement, got a little scarf action going maybe?
1: Oh, my God. I, uh, my scarves are, are missing. I had cap. Halloween scarves. I had a Creature from the Black Lagoon scarf. At oh. But I've got my beanie. I've got my new jacket because somebody's... My truck yep. got robbed a while back. Apparently, they got all my jackets. Yep. And uh, it's been a great day. It's been a really good week. Good. And I'm really excited to be here talking with you. About a pretty big week in AEW Like there's a lot Happened this week um, Yeah we got we got A lot to talk about let's start with CM Punk mm. Reports are AEW is right now Working on a contract buyout with him um, People In the know are saying that would be He would get 50 cents on the Dollar 75 cents on the dollar mm. For his contract I'm assuming it do, do we know if that was a three-year or a five-year deal?
0: We don't know for sure. I think a lot of people assumed it was three. Maybe but one think, of those three with the option or something. Right. So a three-year deal, we'd, they'd be
1: buying out the last two years. Um, I believe he was probably making more than $3 million, because right now we know that's what a lot of the top-tier people yeah. in AEW are That's making. what
0: seemed to get thrown around a lot. Yeah, I have to think he's making
1: a little more than that. He's either making three, three to 4 million. Yep. So the thing is, let's say they pay him 2 million a year to go. It's $4 million. When you're dealing with a company of this size, it's, it's not crazy money. You know, they can, they can, right. they can handle that. And this is a situation where Wade Keller is reporting that he talked to influential people in, in, in the backstage behind the scenes mm-hmm. at AEW and they all said if if it went to a vote, he wouldn't, he would not do well. And many
0: said he probably wouldn't get a vote. I think he would get FTR's votes and maybe that's it. Maybe. I don't know. I've seen, I've heard some, uh, not about them specifically, but, uh, uh, some people who are digging around and saying even the people you would expect and, and really? they specifically said the people you would most likely expect to, uh to be on his side have been pretty quiet about sticking up that, for him. That would be, I, I, I truly
1: believe that probably means FTR.
0: That's what I would think too.
1: Um, I'm happy. I'm happy that, that they're trying to work to get rid of CM Punk Word it is from people close to uh, triple H that he does not want to work with CM Punk. The guy there, everyone, everyone I know that's worked with him in the past says he's just a toxic guy. And, um, And he may have talked himself out of millions of dollars. And the thing is, a lot of people say, oh, he'll be back in a couple of years. He'll pop in. He's he's 43 years old. Right. And he's not a powerhouse guy. I don't know how a little, like a thinner wrestler, will do at 47 years old, 45 years old. But I I have to say, one one thing, I think he had one of his best runs of his career in a match wise. Exactly. He had some phenomenal matches and I didn't know he was that good. I knew he was good. Yeah. I didn't know he was that good. And um, I just wish he was a nice dude and could get along with people.
0: I know I had convinced myself that, that the, that the character he was playing on TV was who he had become in his, yeah in his uh, later years. And, and that he actually really did rediscover his love for the business. And maybe he thought he did, but then I mean, it turns he's out he's, he's just an unhealthy business. guy.
1: Yeah just doesn't have love for literally anyone in the business. Right. other
0: than himself. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to put it. He does yeah, love, love the, the business, business hate for the people, loves the craft, loves the storytelling. I still think he's one of the best storytellers yeah, out there. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean the, his, his year, it's really sad. It's really mixed feelings because it just really taints the whole thing. Even when you go back and, to that that night he came back that incredible night at the united center yeah. and stuff it just sort of like mm, yeah it doesn't I mean, really ring true anymore
1: imagine if he didn't have those injuries and he was able to do things like forbidden he, he was he was out for forbidden door correct yeah he was supposed to yeah if he Tanahashi. was able my god if he was able to do that yeah and then able to defend this belt a few times with the people we know he'd be wrestling yeah it could have been one of the best years in wrestling history it really could have been and he flushed that down the toilet
0: eating muffins that's right. All for some yeah. muffins. All, and some all for the
1: muffins, <laughs> and it, and we've talked about. I saw somebody write this, and I thought they wrote it really well in saying like that. That press conference. Yeah. It both seemed prepared, but he also seemed unhinged. Yes. And I think. I don't know if he knew he had the injury at that point. Like he knew how bad it was. Mm-hmm. This was going to be his last chance to talk about these things. It'd be festering on TV for a while, and he's decided I'm going to get it all out. Yeah, like, I've been sitting at home for all this time. I'm going to get all of it out. Yeah, but um, wasn't pretty, and looks like he's gone. But you've got some updates on the 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 situation with the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, the Elite.
0: Yeah, it's mostly just little clues here and there. So um
1: that's all you're going to get out of AEW. We yeah, learned.
0: you're it's not like going to get
1: a press conference or a press release.
0: It's somewhere in between uh, QAnon and the latest Taylor Swift album in terms <laughs> of like what 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 kind of mysteries in in Bray Wyatt. Man, the uh,
1: Swifties are on fire right now on on Instagram. My God, and I'm oh, sure yeah. all the platform.
0: I got my vinyl today. I got the album today. Did you? It's, it's unabashed. Yeah.
1: There's a couple of songs like. I've not delved into Taylor Swift deeply, mm-hmm. but there are a few of her songs that are on my top playlist that are freaking amazing. And I know, I know she has a lot of amazing songs that I don't know. And uh, that's something I need to rectify in my life.
0: I, uh, I have a lot of friends who are diehards and, uh, yeah. well, I wouldn't say I'm diehard. I enjoy it enough to, I'm always going to buy the album. Yes. Yeah. Cause I like buying the records, but anyway. Whatever reason, mean is
1: one of my favorite songs of hers. I
0: really love, <laughs> so I is love a good, that. That is song. actually a really, really good. Song.
1: I really like that song. I've listened to that thing hundreds of times.
0: Uh, yeah. So let's see. What are we? Yeah. So what out are what are these tidbits? What are the? So I believe uh, I missed one them. one tidbit that I thought was interesting. And this is really not as much to do with Kenny and the Bucks. Was so the news came out that Ace Steel was released. He's been fired. And apparently was surprised by this. And I don't, (laughs) I don't, I
1: don't. Good Lord. Yeah. I don't get that. Possibly be surprised by
0: this. But one little tidbit that was uh, in, I think it was the observer report on it was um, there was, there was reports over the last couple of weeks that one of the things slowing it down was someone who was there in the room when it happened had not been interviewed. It was not really cooperating to be interviewed that's right i've heard about that. and it was just sort of mentioned offhand in one of dave's reports that uh it, that person was a Steele's wife lucy who was in the room and had a broken foot and was part of why Steele felt so protective or whatever right and apparently she has never been interviewed which i think is really interesting from a legal perspective if this actually yeah. becomes a lawsuit or something yeah Because number one, she's not an employee. She's not, she's one of the only people that's not under the employ of AEW in some way. Number two, she was in the dressing room with CM Punk before the Bucks and Mega and Omega arrived. Right. Yeah. So she actually has the only, one of the only uh, testimonies to give about Punk's state of mind and what he was expecting when that happened.
1: It's a really, really good point. And clearly, if she hasn't been interviewed, she has not wanted to be interviewed. She's right. wanting to avoid that at all costs.
0: Could be, yeah. I mean, but I, if there's, there's some sort of lawsuit, the, the, if there's some sort of, she may not get out of it, you know, just in terms yeah. of the difference between there being a uh, internal might, investigation and might an actual- Might get subpoenaed. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, that That's was an really interesting thing. Um, let's see. So apparently, so there's been, um, little acknowledgements here and there about the elite. They referred to them as the first, uh, trios champions on television for the first time.
1: First time, time they've mentioned them since. Yep.
0: Um, and some people spotted, uh, Bucks and Kenny in a TBS commercial for dynamite that, um, had footage from, um, um recent weeks so it was clearly exactly. a newly edited commercial right
1: and they and had been removed from everything they had been removed so they from were everything. intentionally yeah put back in this so they're, they're on their way back
0: i would think so. most yeah. likely i would think so
1: this is the best you can get out of aw it's like you're, yeah. you're you're playing a mystery game and you're having to pick out these tiny details to learn
0: it is pretty insane that they have not someone i was listening to a, a news update today and um i think it was sean ross and and pointed out that you know we take for granted because we've learned so much through reporting but he said if you just were to go by the actual corporate pr the actual press releases of the company they have yet to acknowledge that there was even an incident yeah officially
1: and that's a little problematic and i really like uh, I, dave's dave's wild sometimes dave melton and he's like this is how – I'm not saying AEW is a sleazy company. This is how sleazy companies operate. <laughs> <laughs> and I and, and I don't think he's trying to say they're sleazy. I think he's trying to send a message like, hey, this is a really bad look for you, Tony. Really bad look. And you need to handle this better, as in not releasing any information on anything. It's not a good look for a company. And the thing is, it's it's a poor way to handle business because if you don't give any info – the story isn't going away. You just will no longer have a say in how the story is told.
0: Right. Right.
1: That's a problem. But um, I just want to throw in right here, and I'll talk about it more. I really enjoyed this week's shows. I watched them all today in the last three hours. Um, I've been in a really good mood. I'm having a great week. So okay. that might affect the way I, I saw the shows. Yeah. There are a lot of things I liked that I'll, I'll, I'm looking forward to talking about.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed That's it too. Yeah. I, I had a we we'll 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 get to well we can probably go ahead and talk about it now, but yeah. um you watched Dynamite after the fact. Yes. So you had been you were watching it live, right? I was yeah, watching I knew... it about I was watching about an hour behind. So So I yeah, had, so we both knew something was
1: happening with, with Hangman.
0: Well, all I knew is that there was an injury. Some yeah. I saw a tweet that someone said, Shame that the that this, you know, shame there was an injury or shame that the match got cut short. And I thought, oh no. And I didn't, you didn't look even for anything, see who it was. but I, so I watched, so I didn't know what was going to happen when it was going <laughs> to happen or who was hurt. And it scared the bejesus out of me.
1: But I finally saw it. It's one of the more disturbing injuries I've seen in wrestling. Cause it looked like somebody who had been knocked out cold in the UFC and every now and then you'll get a guy that lands like he did. You'll see them twitch. It was, mm-hmm. it was everything but the twitch. Yeah, and uh, like you, you immediately saw like what's happening. Ref mm-hmm. checking on him. Ref realizes there's a problem. Calls people in. Goes and tells Moxley. Um, and they start scrambling. And uh, I think they did handle the whole thing pretty well. You can always handle things better, but I like the fact. They tried to buy time with Excalibur. I actually liked the fact that Taz was interrupting him just Mm -hmm. to say, look, we have a major injury. People are chanting cowboy shit. We're all really worried about Adam, Adam page here. Yeah. Um, but then the way they were able to scramble, um, MJF to the ring with the ref and the chip, that was really smart. And it's clearly not something they had prepared ahead of time. But it looked like something they had prepared in advance. Yeah, and it it kind of helped. It was a really great bookend to the show with early on it, him cutting that amazing promo. Yeah, uh, with um with William Regal, and then to have this close out that they're doing this at uh the next pay per view at Full Gear in a couple of weeks. They it was they handled that so well because they had maybe fifteen minutes left in the show and nothing prepared. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> I, I, was, I was I was I was impressed and I really liked Boxley's Boxley's bit about I hope he he gets back to mm-hmm. ring. I hope he heals fully. Hope he's able to play with his kids again and then just we sacrifice everything for this business. Yeah. Um I really liked that promo. I thought they that was handled well. Again, I would love in the future something like Renee Paquette immediately goes down and gets and is prepared to do some interviews, even if they're kayfabe with the ref, with the opponent, with the doctor. I think that would look really good. And uh, and, and honestly, she could actually operate as a serious journalist yeah. in a way in, in trying to get info for everybody right I there think, at ring I think
0: if something like that had happened earlier in the show, I don't know if they would have, you know, he's – Tony Khan's pretty notorious for sticking to his plans, So yeah. Um, I don't know if he would have called that big of audible, but I think at that point it was like too much time to just yeah. end it yeah. and not enough time to really produce something. Yeah. Um, I think you know, Taz was clearly uncomfortable with them going into hype mode. Yes. Even though it was clearly like, obviously just full time. time, and yeah. they and, and it was pretty clear right away they were not that's that probably tony someone had made the call to not um show hangman to to right not even point the cameras at him to shoot around it I don't which is part of what was. made it scarier because I I I thought did he have a neck injury yeah you know it could have been paralysis or something like that I think pretty sure he ring, didn't
1: i'm pretty sure they didn't get him stood up or anything i think they had to take him out on
0: yeah they rolled him out they rolled him out on a on a board and they took the bottom rope down and all that you know so it was pretty serious and so you can't you know how they handled him you couldn't really uh you know in terms of taking care of hangman yeah you know no complaints it's like that they did about as well as you could in that situation and i guess mox you know probably at that point you know he he had probably come to a little bit and they realized that you know he's probably moving his arms and legs and right you know it's probably just a concussion and so at that point they're kind of like okay we can kind of move on with with the show but you know by I, the way I, yeah
1: i can't imagine anybody listening to this doesn't know but if somebody listening to this doesn't know he's he's okay it's a concussion yeah supposedly no spinal damage or anything like that um which is is the best you can hope for. Yeah. That is the best news you could hope for in this situation. Yeah. Really? Just like is. you were saying, we didn't, we weren't,
0: when they don't show anything,
1: that's the mm-hmm. scariest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there were, um, I got pretty worked up because uh, as I was watching it, you know, I was behind a little bit. Yeah. Um, it was before anyone knew anything. And so of course I'm going on Twitter to try to get news updates, try to get info, try to get info. And uh, there's not much coming um but it's also twitter so the worst takes are out there and immediately people were um jumping on this being an example of uh you know aw's uh you know notorious how they hide everything from fans and using this to criticize them and i was like it has been one hour like this guy's probably just now gotten he's probably still getting looked at
1: i think i yeah. saw that tweet yeah
0: and oh. um You know, but emotions are high. Like you, like we talked about before, like, you know, as a fan, you see someone that you follow and you see them get hurt like that, you know, you get worried and like, you need to talk to people, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and to go. And so I, I, I got pretty annoyed when people were using that to drop a hot take on Tony Khan.
1: That was ridiculous. Look, Tony Khan is probably trying to respect Adam page and his privacy. Right. By not showing him his his limp body getting loaded onto a board and rolled out. I really respect that decision. Yes. Now I would have liked a press conference soon after a press release, and I think we got it. Got it. We knew within a few hours. That's really good because again, there's no information to be had until he's seen by a doctor and they've ran you don't know if there's a back injury until there's been an MRI, whatever. Right. You don't know. And so two hours is incredibly fast to get that info out. So uh, listen, we, we've been criticizing Tony Khan a lot and he's deserved it. Mm -hmm. Not for this, not for this, this. not even remotely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, what a night, I mean, and then later that night, one of their video crew passes away in town. So imagine being Tony Khan. I mean, you know, obviously Tony Khan's not the worst affected person by, by, you know, this injury or the, uh, Brian muster passing away, but you know, but anything this that happens, happens to the company, this happens. You're CEO. at the hospital with Hangman yeah. page who everything's okay. I just called his wife, let him know. Hey, he's okay. Yeah. You know, send out an update, all that kind of stuff. And then who knows within hours, one of your crew passes away and you have a live television show in 48 hours.
1: His name is Brian Muster. Yep. There's a GoFundMe. He had a fiance. He
0: has two kids. He was a lead um, video engineer, and apparently he was one of the very first people hired when Keith Mitchell formed the video yeah. team. He was, he was every, apparently pretty much every show you have seen, whether it's uh, one of the early pay-per-views or Dynamite Rampage, all that, he's been a lead video engineer. Everything. So yeah, key, key role.
1: And being there from day one, that means everybody knows him. Yep. Everybody's had a long standing relationship with him. Yep. This is probably this is gonna really affect the people in AEW, the wrestlers, everybody backstage. Mm -hmm. So really sad to hear. We don't know how he passed away. No. Not that we need to, but I'm always a curious guy. Yeah. And feel really bad for the fiance and the kids. Really bad. Yeah. That's that's a I mean it's a nightmare for everybody.
0: The um, nice thing is, been the the uh, GoFundMe there. If you just look for like Brian Muster GoFundMe, you'll find it. Yeah, um,
1: that's why I wanted to say those two things together. Yeah,
0: there um, that it's been a huge outpouring. You can in like Tony Khan gave twenty five thousand dollars to Chris Jericho, came up with ten thousand dollars, like really set the tone. And there's just been a ton of that's great. I think they raised their money within like a day. See. So it's nice to see that they're getting taken care of. Their goal.
1: Their goal their goal currently, and you can change the goal, was a hundred and twenty-five thousand. It's been going for I don't know how long, but um it's at a hundred and seventeen thousand, so they're very, very close. Yeah, you can go and you can see a lot of big donations. They're at 117000 hundred and seventeen thousand off of under three hundred donations. Mm-hmm. I'm uh I'm really it's impressed bad. with all these I'm seeing with yeah. This is really good. I'm 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 happy to see all this. Yeah. All right. So, next up is some good news I think for AEW and one of the things we've been talking about a lot is the leadership in AEW. Yeah. And the fact that uh a couple of a number of the stars we thought should step up have stepped up and those are Brian Danielson, John Moxley, and Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho signed a big new co- contract, apparently more than $3 million a year. It's through January 2026. Yeah, He'll also be a creative advisor and segment producer. So there's a lot of people who are speculating that these new deals like this with Chris Jericho might mean the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, they may come back not as EVPs anymore. Mm-hmm. It's regular guys. Um it kind of feels like they're they're being seen as not having the level of leadership they wanted out of EB, EVPs. Yeah. So they're getting replaced by the the Chris Jericho's and the Brian Danielsons. And I don't know I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know if that's a bad thing. I think that'll just be a different thing.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a, a good I thing am. right now. Yeah. And we we've seen it. Like they they're doing an amazing job. Everybody is I've heard that basically it's not as bad as people think behind the scenes and it's largely due to these three people. Yeah. And I've got to say this week Chris Jericho was amazing. William Regal was amazing. Yeah. John Moxley was amazing. They were phenomenal this week. And uh and I love I think everybody in sports sports related things love the guys who step up and want the ball yeah when, when when you're in that last few minutes and that's how i kind of feel like we've been for a little while the team's falling apart somebody's got to step up to bring it together and they really have
0: yeah i was watching a um video on tiktok or reels or some sort of social media yeah trough of content and uh um it was uh for some reason i always get um kobe ryan and uh michael jordan videos even though i'm not like a really? basketball fan yeah yeah and uh there was a video today i just thought of it while you were saying that that was um, about michael jordan talking about um when he was uh when he was it he bought the wizards or he was the gm of the wizards he was gm and then he bought them and then he but then he came back to play mm-hmm. as he was the owner or when he was GM, he also played yeah. for like a year, I think. So Maybe yeah. And so it was him talking about that. And it was him saying he realized that he was not a great leader as from the office. And he was like, I didn't have the patience. I didn't have the, you know, the, the ability to cast vision. The only way I knew how to show them what I wanted them to be was to go on the court and try to do it. I love and that. It, was, I it was really, really interesting, especially thinking about like CM Punk, because he was like, physically, I couldn't do it anymore. I could not be the player I was. I could not make the, I couldn't even be the impact player. I couldn't have the impact on the team that I did in Chicago. I knew that I would not be anywhere level of what people expect from me. Yeah. But what I could show them was my dedication and my brains and, and how to approach the game. Yeah. And, uh, It made me think of guys like Moxley and Jericho uh, stepping up and and being and Jericho right now being like, we're going to show you how to be the lead guy in a company. Yeah, absolutely. And and how Punk had that opportunity and for a while appeared like he might be that guy. Yeah. And then absolutely wasn't. (laughs) I've got to say,
1: um, I'm from Louisiana. We embrace pettiness. We're a petty state. (laughs) New Orleans is a petty city. And I love that about us. So, generally, you would think I would embrace the pure pettiness of that press conference. Yes. But I like pettiness when it's fun and ridiculous. Like when the Saints are playing the Falcons and it's just, it's just ridiculous bullshit pettiness. Yeah. Not when you're affecting a company that I, I love and helped get me through the pandemic. Right. That, like, you were. I'm just seeing the foundation start to crumble as you're talking. Yeah. I'm like, this isn't okay. This, yeah. and I'm again, from a very petty person, I wasn't about the pettiness, but I mean, Hey, he was clearly one of the best at it. And he was trying to, to show how petty you can truly be. Yeah. <laughs> to a new generation of wrestlers who might not be petty. He's like the Michael Jordan pettiness. Them. Exactly. A lot of people aren't born with it; they've got to be taught. And he was—he was being the example, he's being the leader, yeah. showing how petty you can be. <laughs> and the muffins, I think, helped so much in that because not only was it an incredible level of pettiness, it was also so dismissive of everyone he's talking shit about. As in, this is all secondary to this muffin, right? Like I, this muffin means more to me <laughs> yeah. than Adam Page, MJF, Colt, Kavana-
0: yeah, combined
1: <laughs> body. Combined, exactly. Oh my God, I got us. I, I let us off the tracks there. MJF is speculated to have signed a contract extension.
0: Yeah, we don't know if that's true or not, but um, um Wade Keller, in his reports, said that he believes, and and his logic makes sense, that uh, he would probably not be put in the position that he's in right now if they thought
1: they might leave it yeah. lose him in 18
0: months and there might be some sort of secret extension or or something that they're they they would deny um you know that he he probably got his money he probably got his extension um i you know i believe it uh i also tony khan also put the world title on john moxley all summer without having a contract so it's not like he's You know, not prone to risk uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff. But right now, Chris Jericho's got a new
1: contract. Yep. Moxley has a new contract. I think it would make sense that, that especially when you're about to write off one of your major stars to lock down the people who are important to this company. Yeah. And it's those two, Brian Danielson and MJF, are really the most important. Um, There's a lot of others that are important, but not to those levels.
0: Right. Um, I put MGF over Danielson. Yeah. As much as I love Danielson, if Danielson were to leave right now and go back to WWE, it wouldn't be that much of a game changer. It'd be a big loss creatively. Danielson has felt like.
1: How do I say this? He has been moving storylines forward. He's been very important to the company for that reason. But in ring and character wise, he's felt a little like a B player. Yeah. The B the B guy to CM Punk, the B guy to John Moxley. He's just not felt like the main guy like he can be. And I don't know if he's interested in being the main guy. I don't know if he wants that or not. You can tell though, you can really tell that John Moxley wants to be the guy. Yeah. He wants to be that Roman Reigns, that that John Cena. He's embracing it, and I kind of love that. I really love like mm-hmm. how much he wants it, and how much he he clearly loves AEW. Like that yeah. man clearly loves AEW.
0: Yeah. Yep. And Jericho seems to too. I mean, Jer- he yeah. he seems legit that like he's, he really does. I I've found my place where I can, um, and not just not just like in a like I'm running the show kind of place, yeah. but like this is a place that I can truly.
1: He has do freedom what I want to do explore it, yeah. things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like right now, and I've been real critical of Chris Jericho at times, but I feel like if he were to leave for WWE, I think that might affect AEW more than literally anybody else. Yeah, Maybe Boxley more, but Chris Jericho has been integral to so to it feels like ninety percent of the major storylines in AEW history. Mm-hmm. and some of the best skits I've ever seen in my life, like him getting out of that, him cutting that promo in the hot tub, and <laughs> yes. coming out with a belt, jeans, yep. boots, everything.
0: Yep, the leather pants and, in the hot tub.
1: talking about releasing the, the, the hounds, and all these tiny little dogs are running out. That's that, right. That was <laughs> literally during COVID. Yeah. I'm taking care of my elderly mother, can't really go anywhere. Um, I may, like... I, it wasn't all bad. I was making really good money at the time, but like a, like Wednesday, AEW, like I, like I, I would tell travel channel, AG TV I can't work Wednesday nights. I can work any other night. Not Friday, Saturday, fine. Not Wednesday. Yeah. It was like, I needed AEW. Yeah. I needed me too. it. Mm-hmm. they get, and they were, they got me, they literally got me through that pandemic.
0: Yeah. I would say so. Same here.
1: Same and, and here. a lot of that was Chris Jericho skits. Yeah. And, um, what was the yeah? What was the name of the? I can't believe I can't remember the name right now of his team. Um, the inner circle. Yeah, the inner circle. Those mm-hmm. inner circle skits. Their their yep. facetimes. Those were so good. Yeah, so good.
0: Yeah, I was uh, doing a little research for our, um, Hall the of Hall Boom. Boom and 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 thinking about the COVID wing that we're going to introduce. And yeah.
1: Uh, I- I want us to do a COVID wing. I've not yeah. done the research. I'm really glad you've I, done. I put some. a couple
0: of notes in there for okay. things, but yeah.
1: Yeah. It does have to be like, there are these tiny things I remember. Like, uh, and I really loved when they introduced all the wrestlers at ringside, you had mm-hmm. the face side and the heel side. And every now and then a face would get thrown over the cage or thrown yeah. over the railing. And I will never forget this one scene of Britt baker beating a man with her sh- with her heel yes her
0: shoe yes
1: and there was so- like do it there was something she did in the camera that just popped me like few things that popped me yeah and uh that moment that was one of my favorite moments from 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 the covid year and i i'll never forget that
0: or pineapple pete
1: I, oh man pineapple pete he, he can triple his money everywhere yeah, he, that man sold some shirts, <laughs> all because of literally, Chris Jericho. Literally wasn't changed even his, name. his name. That wasn't even because his name. Chris Jericho called him Pineapple Pete. Oh, that was a great one. That was so good. <laughs> oh my God! <clears throat> and Jericho was on fire on commentary. He was on fire. He was. That was so when he was good. still
0: really good. Yeah, or yeah, at least he was still really good. He might oh, have been man. the same that he is now, but it was just a different climate. You needed something like that, and now, yeah. just you know.
1: I think you're probably right on that, but I do think he's kind of his comments and his stuff like pineapple Pete were spot on. Yeah. And they're kind of not anymore. And I think it's, maybe it's a little, it's not as new to him anymore. It's not as fun to him anymore. And he's already used some of his best witticisms, right? He might not have that many more (laughs) left. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Um, Hangman page. We've kind of talked about hangman. Um, really scary moment. Even watching it today, like almost almost mm-hmm. a week later, mm-hmm. really freaking scary. Even knowing he's fine. Yeah. You're like, oh, I hope he is really fine. Like, I hope like, I, this yeah. might be. The thing is, we hear concussion and concussion can mean anything. He could be back next week on TV. Right. Cutting a promo. We could not see him for six months like Adam Cole, right? Right, right. Um, Who, by the way, I really miss Adam Cole. I do, too. I I was just thinking
0: about that, yeah. And that was another thing where it's like when you see the difference in how they handled it. Because at Forbidden Door, Adam Cole, if you go back and watch that match, there's probably several minutes in there that he should not have been wrestling. Yeah. And you can't really pinpoint exactly when and where. Yep. But there was just a certain point where you just sort of realize, oh, he's not all here right now. He's and, not really in this match. Yeah. So I'm so glad that they just shut it down when they did uh, with yeah. him Man,
1: I mean, what else were you going to do? There's literally nothing else you could have done other than Moxley roll him over and pin him. So yeah. I'm glad they didn't do that. Because yeah. what if it's a spinal injury? It right. looks exactly. like a spinal injury. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I like how they handled it. And again, it's still a new company. WWE has been doing this for 40, 50 years, something like that, maybe 60. AW has been doing it for three.
0: Yeah.
1: By the way, Puppet Up has been trying to shut this show down since the very <laughs> beginning. I really should have taken her out to pee when oh. we started. So, um, yeah, she might, uh, even though the people listening can't see it, you'll probably see her on screen. <laughs> Girl. Well, you're listening to this if you're if you've stuck with us this long i hope you know about patreon our, our patreon patreon.com slash fight game media you get uh extra shows from all our hosts every month you get extended versions of shows like brace for impact all for five dollars a month very inexpensive price kevin i i am a subscriber you are a mm-hmm. subscriber um i really really appreciate the shows where you can the. Let me say this: I've listened to da- I've listened to Brian and Dave on F4W Wrestling Observer for years, mm-hmm. and, but there's a lot of things you don't get for years. There weren't deep cut ROH shows because mm-hmm. most they're covering the things, they're on TV mainly. Mm-hmm. You're not getting the shows about all the pro- all the fantastic promotions in Japan. But if you subscribe to our Patreon, you will get shows like that. You will get in-depth shows on tokyo yoshi um there's all these great great shows you'll get for just five dollars a month again cost next to nothing um you can't even get an uber for five dollars come on now so yeah check it out also of course as always check out fightgamemedia.com for all the latest news pro wrestling mixed martial arts and boxing and i really i think we may have some of the better boxing coverage out there. I really like the boxing podcast we have. Um,
0: I, I yeah, know yeah, hardly out. anything about boxing and I love listening to those boxing shows.
1: yeah I learned they're so really much. really good. they're they're covering some of the best boxers of all time. I think it's like the 40 best boxers over 40 episodes something like that and some of them are because like I know it, I know a good bit about boxing. my dad was a boxer a um, little b- before I was born. Uh, So I've I've watched boxing my whole life, but there's still guys in that top 40 um, that I've not heard of. And I love having those podcasts available to really dive into and learn what I need to be looking up on YouTube and all that. So yeah, $5. You can't beat it. It's a really great value. You'd be supporting me, you'd be supporting Kevin, be supporting everybody here at fight game media. All right, back to the show, back to the content. That's what we're doing here, Kevin. We're producing (laughs) content. Let's see. We talked about Brian muster. Yeah. So you've got some thoughts on a potential ROH TV show coming soon. Again, I still believe that they put the belt on Chris Jericho to help kick off a TV show. Yep. Um, We're getting some people who they they believe are really over right now. Interacting deeply with the ROH side of the show as in Wardlow. Yeah. I really hope we get that show soon. I hope, I hope there's something in the works. And me too. I, I I still can't imagine they wouldn't do this on um oh what's the dang network? I can't think. My brain's dead right now. True TV. Uh, True TV. It feels perfect for True TV to me, and I think it would be a great home for ROH. So, do
0: you think we'll Tony Khan might be?
1: He might want big timing maybe. it. He he may be, and I think that's a mistake. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think you're going to get ROH on TNT. I really don't. I think if you do, it's a mistake. Yeah. Because you need certain numbers right. on a bigger network on True TV. If they did three hundred and fifty thousand, that would be yeah. huge.
0: Yeah. That'd be
1: a huge number for True TV. But but on I, on TNT, that's a complete failure. On TBS, right. that's a complete failure.
0: Exactly. I it it's kind of a it's really hard because he's got a choice. Like on one hand, I'm like, I cannot see sending Chris Jericho to headline a show on, on true TV. Yeah. But on the other hand, it, I don't think it'd be good for him to um, turn it into their NXT and just, you know, make it the third brand with the third tier guys. And then, and then you've got an entire group of people that are relegated to being low. You're the ROH guys.
1: I have a feeling it would, what I would do would be, the ROH guys, are ROH guys, for the most part, but a few of them, the few of the top guys, Chris Jericho, would have to still be on AEW. They'd yeah. have to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you write they're they're not in a major storyline in AEW, but you have the storyline revolving about other people. Yeah. In the JAS and uh, and I think that's easy to do. People come and go and are gone for a few months at a time all the time in AEW. You never know what the hell's happening with them. Right. Um.
0: And There's there's something that's interesting that's kind of combining two of these little items that come up in the news today. So one was Tony Khan did an interview where he that when they announced the final battle is going to do the next pay per view. Yeah. Um, on December 10th in Dallas, which is four days before Ooh. winter is coming. Dynamite in Dallas. Uh, Dallas, which I got my Dallas tickets for. Is really last appealing
1: week. to me. Really, you're yes. going to be going.
0: Yes. Okay. Wait, is there a chance you'd make that?
1: There's a chance, yeah. Like, to me, Dal- I don't know. I've spent so much time in Dallas because I went to Louisiana Tech. It was only a few yeah. hours down the road. I have so many friends in Dallas. It's a really accessible city for me. Like, yeah. there's a few cities when I hear, like, Las Vegas is so easy. Uh-huh. Vegas is the easiest city in America. When I hear Vegas, I'm like, okay, I might go to this. And Dallas is another one. It's just I know the town so well. Like, why don't I fly in for a few days?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I should have checked with you before I bought tickets. I didn't even think it would. It would How yeah. dare you? Sorry.
1: How dare always you? Always check. You should always check with me on all your, your, your life.
0: Well, maybe decisions. we can think about ring of honor then.
1: Yeah, that's the, exactly. All right. Let's see.
0: Uh, well, real quick, my thought on that was, yeah. uh, so that. And then in that, he said that he was hoping to have, he said, hoping, which made me think he doesn't really have it lined up yet. Yeah. Uh, still weekly work. TV show. In the beginning of 2023. Coincidentally, they're also announced that they're shooting a reality show, which is supposed to be a behind-the-scenes kind of documentary-style show, behind-the-scenes of AEW. They're filming it from the first week, basically next week's television, okay, through Winter is Coming uh, on the 14th, which makes me think they'll probably be following some sort of story arc of a performer. Yeah. I have a couple of theories. One might be that it's Sting. Like they might be doing some sort of documentary about Sting behind the scenes and it's come back Love and build that. to something big. I think it'll all build to something at Winter's Coming. Another thought might be that it it's it's the build up to um Final Battle and they're gonna use the documentary to launch ROH the T V show, which could be interesting.
1: That could be interesting. You know, the show I would like will never be made because nobody, like, it's such a small portion of the TV audience that would like seeing it. Mm-hmm. I would love a documentary It's not a reality show. It's a, simply a documentary about producing a wrestling show. Yes. All the people behind the scenes, the, the people who were, like, so, like, sewing up costumes last minute, Seeing the lighting, people running around doing that, like all, like seeing what Tony Khan's doing. Yep, I would give, I'd give my my left arm to to see that yeah. show. But again, such a small amount of people who would want to watch that show, right? Probably won't be made.
0: No, I mean, yeah, the like WWE Network does such a great job of those, like like twenty four yeah you know where they do the 24 hour you know but they do it more as like standalones on big shows as opposed to like just what's you know but yeah i mean i mean not to exploit um you know the hangman injury but imagine seeing like one of the things i was like i would have
1: Look, it would be good TV. I would. That sounds callous, but it's true. Yeah.
0: But I, I mean, but even that night, like watching them just being someone who's fascinated by behind the scenes production and yeah. things like that and being involved in that to some degree, not like on a, a network live television or anything, but like I would have given anything to have heard the 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 chatter in the earpieces. Yes. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. to hear them vamping and saying, Go to the promo you know tell taz to be quiet you know like yeah uh you know uh no, to hear taz, that we will
1: get we will get to Hangman. just yeah hold out, hold out for just a second right um but i really one of the things i really liked about that was just the the reality of it like taz was worried and he had to say something yeah and i respect that i really do and also respect like, deeply respect that excalibur knows I have to do this now to buy time while they figure out what's going on. Right. And he was working as hard as he could mm-hmm. to do his job. Yeah. And he was being professional and Taz was being a human, a human being. Yes. yes. and Those are both really good things. Yeah. So I saw some criticism of the way that happened that none of that bothered me at all. No. I liked what, I liked what Excalibur was doing. I liked what Taz was doing. I understood it. And, it made, and even Tony, to me even it Tony Schiavone. Yeah.
0: Yes, He was just steady and and was even, I think there was even a point where he kind of put his hand over to X. Yeah. You know, and at last, because Excalibur got a little flustered. Yeah. And this I think was, you could tell that someone was in their ear while he was talking and yeah. saying that, and, you know, and like they were going to toss to Moxley, but Moxley wasn't ready. And uh, I think Excalibur got a little flustered and didn't know what to do. And I, and I saw Tony just kind of go and he would just say, Moxley has the mic now. Just yeah. ever so cold. It was made. great.
1: Yeah. And... Tony Cervani has seen this type of thing before probably a number of times. And he's not like, and, and I love that Tony's the, is being that older experienced leader in that situation. Yep. And he handled it all really, really well. And when he taught, when he said something, it, it meant something. Yeah. It wasn't just chattering. And again, that comes from somebody with, you know, 30 years of experience. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Next up
0: this week's yeah, the,
1: tv we talked, oh yeah this week's tv let's talk about it what do you want to talk about first
0: uh did you happen to see the how they set up the john moxley penta match how do you mean on twitter they, they had up. a video on twitter no i didn't see that so this was kind of one of those should have been on rampage moments i guess because that's um, wow
1: that's a brand new segment here on the boom yeah <laughs> should have been on rampage
0: um So they announced this match on Saturday by, uh, publishing a video that was shot on Friday night outside of Daly's place. And it was John Moxley just cutting a promo just as he's wont to do in the, you know, under the steps or something. It, yeah, it was outside. Actually it was kind of in the parking lot because it was clearly at night and he's just sort of doing his general, you know, come at me, bro, kind of promo and, I, I was a little disappointed in him because he said, you know, one of the things you've got to do if you're going to come at the champion is you've got to show no fear. Yeah. And then as he said that, Penta just walks up with Alex Abrahantes and is like, no fear, you say. And then they <laughs> cuts a promo uh, basically in Spanish. And then uh, Alex does his whole Penta says thing and, you know, says I respect you as a champion, but you know, I'll challenge you and uh, talks all this trash to uh, and challenges him to a match on Dynamite. And then Mox um, just looks at uh, Alex and says, you think I don't speak Spanish? Yeah. After he translated it and then walks away and then they announce the match. That is so, awesome. I don't know how they're going to actually justify you know, there were a lot of people, you know, typical um, you know, any they're just really bad about lately just sort of dropping these things, you know, yeah. here and there, and you, you can go back and forth on like is social media an effective way to do that? Is it better than doing it on TV? You know, ideally you're doing both. Um, But you know, I give them a lot of grace because they're scrambling I don't with a care. lot of things this this week.
1: Legitimately, I don't care about any of that. Yeah. All I care about is I'm excited about this match. Yeah, like I really love the I, I've from It'll the be beginning fun. I've thought Penta is a guy that I would love to see in the singles. Like I don't mm-hmm. want Ray Phoenix to get hurt. Right. But if he did get hurt, yeah. I think Penta but would he be will. awesome. He will. Yes, he absolutely will hurt himself. Penta would be awesome for 6 months to a year in the in the title picture. He's yeah. a legit guy. He's not that he's not that small and he's an amazing performer and I've, I've for whatever reason I've liked him more than Ray Phoenix for a long time and it might be the face paint and the mask, but I I seriously love this guy. And anytime I'm going to see him against a really top guy, it's really, yeah. it's exciting because you know it's going to be a fun
0: match. Did you watch Lucha Underground when it was a thing?
1: It was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was awesome.
0: I I have such a soft spot in my heart for that show because it was so unique in such yeah. its own genre. It was and one of the Penta, first t- and Penta was like the man. Yeah,
1: and so we know he can be the man. And the thing it. We've had lots of wrestling shows that tried to be truly different mm-hmm. and lucha underground was the first one that worked yeah it was truly different and gave you something completely new in wrestling that we didn't know we we, we even could get right um, all
0: right it was pretty out there but it was fun but yeah yeah i think i think uh i think the match is gonna be fun i'm sure that what they'll do I'm sure Excalibur will come to some convoluted explanation about how Penta yeah. earned the shot by winning the main event of triple mania, which I have no problem with that's, you know, you win. Yeah. You won in the WrestleMania of the Mexico. one of your partner companies. Yeah. Then yeah. Give him a title shot.
1: And I, and I, and I really do like that. AEW respects and, and talks about triple a new Japan, we've got these belts from other companies that show up and um right. that's something we've never really had before
0: from a major yeah. company
1: ever but
0: ideally all about that of course ideally it would have been better to you know have a segment on rampage or yeah. even dynamite and you know show i don't know if you saw any of the photos of penta after that main event just all bloodied holding the mask that he won from villano Four. it's like one of the, it's like a pretty iconic wrestling photo Kevin, and-
1: you, you've got to get in the habit of, of like DMing me things when they pop up. I
0: DM you some. I'll, I'll be less. You DM yeah. me
1: some. Yeah. Okay. Send it anything, all. Anything, anything, and everything. Anything. Send it. I am ready for it. Look, I, I've got to go to work every day. God knows I need some distractions. <laughs> each and every minute of each and every day. Yep. Um. By the way, let's let's talk real quick about a match this week. Okay. Um. That women's match that after the fact. We get S- Soraya. Yep. We get the Soraya run in. She battles Britt Baker into the crowd. They disappear, never, never to, be seen, to be seen again. They are still brawling on the concourse this very minute, lately. Yep. But then Rio comes out and saves Tony Storm. And I love that it just, I love that we have this big new star in Soraya. And 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 the whole segment just became a Rhea segment. Right. And everybody was so excited she was back. And I loved listening to Brian Alvarez saying she came out looking like she was all of fifty five pounds. Yes. Which is a hundred percent correct, Brian. She did. Yeah. She looked like she was fifty pounds. She's never looked smaller in her life. I
0: know. I think it was her outfit, like it her was the dress skirt and everything was very over well, not oversized, but it was it was the way it was cut was like it looked like it was too big for her. Yes,
1: and it was all very thin, and mm-hmm. I don't know, it just... Yeah, she, she, looked, looked, like she yeah. looked like a waif. She looked like a waif battling full-grown adult people. Yes. Um, but I love that Rio's back. Um really excited to see that. Do you know how she old was Rio is? Feces? No. Do you? What's your guess? Oh, my God. Listen, if you told me she's 22, I'd believe you. If you told me she was 71, I'd believe you. <laughs> I, like, I'm going to guess... I'm going to guess. I'm going to go a little high. Oh man. I was going to say 27.
0: See, I was I would have guessed yeah. like early 30s. All right, she's like 25. Oh, I was almost right. Yeah. Do you know almost Do you right. know how many years she's been wrestling? How many? Like 17 years. This <laughs> she literally at like 6. I just looked this up this week cuz I was like, you don't really know that much about Rio researcher, yeah. found out she s- debuted for Ice Ribbon uh, Women's Promotion in Japan when she was nine. She started Listen, wrestling when she was nine.
1: I think this is a clear example. We've got to go easy on negative one. We think yes. like, he is ancient compared yes. to Riho when she started. But he's so ancient. behind the curve. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is wild. I bet she weighed the exact same and was yeah. the exact same height <laughs> when she started at nine. Like she has not grown a single inch yeah. since then. I think that's highly probable. That is great. My God, Kevin Ely, you are a great podcaster, my friend. <laughs> You're just digging for the just, just digging for the info.
0: I had some downtime at work. <laughs> Let's see. No, but that's gonna be fun. Rio and JB Hader. That's gonna be a fun match. That's going to awesome be super
1: match. fun. Rio's it's, hot. because She's just coming back. Yeah. Jamie Hader is actually hot. Yeah. Everybody's behind her. She's got she got to speak this week on the microphone. Yes. Uh huh. That's a super rare event for Jamie Hader. I was Planted some interesting
0: she, seeds with the with her yeah. thing of saying one of us will be the world. One champion. of
1: us. Yeah. I can't wait for I cannot wait for for Jamie Hader Versus Britt Baker, and yet again, this is another Tony Khan storyline that has been going. Yep. Maybe since Riho debuted in professional wrestling in the nineteen yeah.
0: eighties. I'm hoping, this is what I'm hoping. My little fantasy booker mind's been going, and I think okay. I think uh Jamie beats Riho in a very impressive fashion this week, throws okay. her around, bumps like crazy when she, when Riho does her Darby Allen dives and stuff. Yeah. Uh they finally start to pull the trigger on her. That win gets her the title shot at full gear against Tony Storm. She beats Tony Storm for the world title, and now Britt has to be in the position of being her second banana, and she oh cannot deal with it. That
1: would be. I love that. That's such a great story of th- three or four weeks of Britt Baker just seething. Yeah, just That's seething. the number two,
0: because they've made a point. One of the things I meant to look it up her record. Brit's been losing a lot, a lot, yes. Um, and so I think there's something to that. I think they're going to tell the story that she's in the slump, Jamie's on the up upswing, and and it's she'll either prevent Jamie from winning the title or she'll win the title and Brit uh, won't be able to handle it. Right. And I'm looking forward to that.
1: Looking for Brit's win loss record right now.
0: She's lost. She lost to Sheeta because she dropped the pin last week.
1: Okay, there we go.
0: I want to find she's the lost way. her last, like, three or so.
1: Or, oh, awresults.com. I've never been here before. Oh. Let's see. On Dynamite in particular, um, she lost this week. Lost in a four way on first. She indeed beat Tony Storm and Athena September 14th. Yeah. She then storm defeated Britt Baker Jimmy Hader in a duos match. Well, a tag team match.
0: And I want to say Britt. Beat- no, Britt. Was Britt the one who lost?
1: Britt lost to, to, to Tony Storm June fifteenth. Yeah. She lost in a tag team match June first.
0: Hey, she beat oh, Kylan wow. King. Yeah, that's exactly
1: right. Man, back in May she beat Tony Storm. Basically since May, she's been on a losing streak. Yeah. Only tiny wins again over Kylan King. Yep. Okay, I'm excited yeah. to see where this goes. This is thing is, I realized there are two storylines happening in the women's division and I like them both. I really like what they're doing with Jade right now. And I really like what, what they're building to here with Britt and Jamie Hader and all this, but they need to get there. Cause this has been yeah. building for a long, long time. Um,
0: but then you have Soraya, like what's how does Soraya figure into all of it is what I'm trying to figure out.
1: I think they're trying to figure that out right now. Yeah. I don't um, think they know what to do with her yet. Also really excited. Willow Nightingale is official. She is all elite. Really, yeah. really happy for her. It's a good decision. The fans love her. She can be a legit star in this company at a very young age. I'm, I'm assuming she's very young. Let me look this up. Actually, I don't even right know, now. actually. I'm about, to, I'm about to get the info I believe right she
0: here. is 11 years old.
1: <laughs> a true veteran of the sport. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Willow Nightingale. Oh, she was born in nineteen ninety four, so she is twenty eight years old. Okay, right there with Max with MJF, so pretty young in wrestling years. Yeah, um, but really like her. I liked I, I, I liked her the first time I saw her wrestle. It was on dark, and it was against um, the Zombie Girl. Uh, what is her name? Abaddon. Abaddon. Yeah, and it was so. It she just brought something I'd never seen before, and. I, mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I became a fan immediately. Yeah. She's yeah. incredibly likable. She is, has that personality that it factor You don't see very often in young wrestlers. And so super excited about
0: that. Yeah. She had a um, she's our, interview after the show on Twitter. That was like a, a nice little backstage interview after she did where she kind of, kind of out of character a little bit reacting to getting their contract. That was really nice. Right, and then today she tweeted uh, that uh, her goal was to uh, bring back old ladies to wrestling shows who swat their purses at bad guys and giving them a stern talking to from the front row. And I respect Listen, that.
1: Listen, man, every time you watch Mid South, oh KWA yeah, W A from the in the eighties, yeah, that's all you see first row, yeah, is old ladies, and yeah, where did they go? How did we lose them? I know they were a big part of this show. Uh, or they were a big part of every wrestling show back in the day. Yeah. That's really great. Okay. Here's what I want to do real quick. Okay. Let's go through the matches from the shows that have already happened. Uh-huh. Talk about a couple things like that. I think it'll be fun to talk about. Then we get in the heat, heat index and kind of close the show with it. Okay. And then let's, let's go into like what's coming up next week. Okay, great. We're, we're, we're at one hour right now. Yeah. We only have 30 minutes left. Okay. Okay. Death Triangle beat best friends. That was that was a fun match. I really like that one. Yeah. Um and again, Ascension in Death Triangle. Ray Fenix kept Pack from, from using the hammer. It's interesting to see where this is going. If they're separating Pack, I think Death Triangle immediately goes back into the tag team title picture mm-hmm. really, really quickly. And right now I would like to see that. I would love to see some man, give me give me some um give me some them versus uh a uh, FTR like that, like, like that's, yeah. that's something I'm missing that we used to get all the time in AW was just killer tag team matches like that.
0: Yep. Yeah. We need to get back to that. I I'm pretty done with packing the hammer though. Like it's just yeah. kind of, I, I think, thought, I thought they told it, I thought they ended it well when orange Cassidy beat him. Yeah. Uh, that that was a good way to retire that. So I was kind of bummed that they kept bringing it back out, but I'm all for, I'm all for well, anything that gets packed active though. Yeah. It's an
1: established gimmick that's gonna that's gonna lead to the breakup of this ta- this this group. I'm excited to see that. Uh, what did you think of Storm Sheeta? I
0: thought it was good. I really enjoyed yeah. it. It's it was nice to see a women's match that really felt like a real, a real solid match. hitting yeah. match. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and Sheeta, I'm I'm so happy to have Sheeta back. I love Sheeta. Yeah. I really great. love Sheeta.
0: Um, and yeah you can tell they've worked together a lot and that they enjoyed working together a lot and it was the most fun i've had watching tony storm because as much as i like her she just hadn't been lighting the world on fire
1: not at all yeah no. um i yeah. like i like what you put in the notes hard-hitting match it's exactly yep. right that's the one of the things that have been lacking in AEW's women division um let's see what's next here i you know what let's talk about the mgf regal interview a lot oh, of yeah. people think that was MJF's best promo.
0: Yeah. I don't.
1: It was really. I, I, I really liked it.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I don't. I think he's done better promos content wise, but delivery wise, I think this was it. I think this yeah. may have been his best delivery wise. And this is... I freaking loved the reactions of
0: William Regal. He uh-huh. was so good. He was so good in this. I, um, this is uh, so. I'll. I'll plug our sister show, the, uh, the dynamite show with, uh, Paul Fontaine and Jeff Hawkins. I love to listen to their breakdowns of this, especially Jeff, because, uh, his background is, a as a performer and improv and, and just kind of yeah. knowing it's like how to coach people and stuff like that. I'm always interested in his notes. And I don't remember if he specifically brought this out, but the kind of thing that I was seeing with him, um, you kind of saw the story in the promo because um, MGF clearly had this laid out. It was something he probably has been, you know, when I get in an angle with William Regal, this is my monologue I'm going to tell, right? So it's probably very well planned. Uh, every beat was planned out. Um, but as terms of emotion, he was almost bubbling over, you know, like he yes. he was so in it and what it reminds me of is like when you're in an acting class um or you see someone who's when they're getting it when someone's yeah. like figuring out how to really lose themselves in a moment or a character or a scene and sometimes it's almost too much yeah that's kind of what i felt from that yeah and i i it can't was, decide if that's right
1: on that line
0: right, like right and, on I, that and line. I think it was good uh, it was almost too much where it was yeah. like he was almost out of control of his emotions and not really controlling it. But but it worked because he was seething so much, you know, and That's what it was. It was the scene that the, 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 the seething the yeah. seething
1: nature yeah. of that
0: promo. And the story was so great, so compelling, so well told, so so visual the way he told yeah. it. You could you could picture it, you know, him sitting there and saying, all right, sunshine, show me what you got, you know, yeah. And then telling him, and and um, Jeff didn't love Regal's reaction because he felt like the smiling kind of undermined him a little bit. And I disagreed because I I disagree. I completely buy the character of William Regal, who I don't care if you're on my side or you're against me. What I want is everyone to be the best at what they do.
1: Yeah, and, number one, number one, he wants MJF to be the best he can be. Yeah, and number two. The whole point was everything MJF is angry about is exactly what Regal wanted to happen. Right. Like where he is right now today, the reason he is on top is because of what Regal did. And Regal yeah. did it to make him become who he is today. Yeah. And that's why the, the smile was there because he's watching this guy be what he wanted him to
0: become. Right. What he did this for. And, and he, it was phenomenal. And he played he took the story he didn't just respond he took the story to another place because MJF had this monologue that makes him very sympathetic yeah i'm a kid who's with the dream and you squashed my dream you know and um regal then i think regal could have even played it up even more if yeah. he had worked on the material a little more with him he could have played it up even more like when he says oh, I'm sorry, you got a tryout when you were 19 years old uh, and we didn't answer your email. I was wrestling grown men when I was 16 and getting the crap beat out of me in circuit. You know, you had it easy. You had it so easy. And that was kind of a one-line thing, but he really could have flipped that even more on him and saying like, you're coming out of every, and, and played up the storyline that they led to, which is the, your issue and MJF is that you're expecting everyone to give you everything. Yeah. And I had to go take everything. And every time you've come here, you've said, I deserve this. I deserve that. I'm going to get other people to do my work for me. I'm do this thing and you're not earning it. And so he got there at the end when he, I love the moment where he turned him, uh, his back to him, you know, and was like basically saying, if you're going to take it, take it now. And uh, and then and then MJF kind of backed down, you know. Yeah. And I thought it really played into the story really well. Where at the end of the promo, he says, "I'm going to earn it this time." Yeah. And
1: I love this. I like this was maybe my favorite MJF interaction. Yeah. In a long time and maybe ever.
0: I think the only thing that comes close is the couple of weeks when he was with CM Punk, where he tells the story of the autograph and yeah which I think you know that resulted in him being like this is actually just me luring you in so that I can prove to you how evil I truly am and I think that's still coming I think I've, you know I've my, my the, theory is he's gonna we're gonna see William Regal uh, bloodied with his own brass knuckles by MJF yeah. in the coming weeks.
1: I've seen a lot of people speculating that this is the, this is the uh, MJF face turn No. and that we're gonna see him down the road with Regal in his corner. I think this is the fake face turn, which is yes. going to end with a beaten and bloody Regal who may end up go, siding with MJF due to this. Maybe. Um, and th- that would be really cool. The thing is, that would be awesome to see. But MJF's the one guy who doesn't need anybody speaking for him. He doesn't right. need anybody in his corner. Right. Other than than paid lackeys.
0: Yeah. Um, Regal so yeah, is I mean- much more valuable as a sympathetic... Uh, legend to have someone avenged than he is as MJF's right hand man. As much as I'd love to see evil William Regal, you know, they just I don't I think people are overthinking it who are thinking that he's I think they he's, are. he's doing a face this this is following the pattern of this everything is, he's done.
1: This is a large this is a large storyline that is completely the same as his promos when he comes out as that day when he came out doing the face promo and flipped yep. it halfway through yep this is happening but on a larger scale right it's as simple as that yeah um the next thing i want to talk about is the interview Did brian danielson wheeler you'd interview mm-hmm. um really i really like that um i'm interested to see what's going to become of that like it's going to be a fu- it's going to be a fun storyline i'm into this in that uh Brian Danielson's the only
0: one that didn't see this coming with Danny, Gar- Danny yeah. Garcia, right. old Danny he's boy. Like, his 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 entrance graphic literally says Dragon Slayer, and you still <laughs> fell for it. <laughs> and, he,
1: and he's and I love that he's like, look, we all feel this way. Like Moxley feels this way. I've talked to Claudio; he feels this way. Yeah, you're the only one that doesn't effing get it. <clears throat> yeah, I I enjoyed that, and 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 I only just realized this is a next level thing for you to like th- that. It felt real. It really felt real. Yeah. And that was one of his best deliveries in his career, I think. Right. On the mic.
0: So that really was excited ab- to that see what this, was, that was after the MJF thing, I believe. Right. And the show. I believe so. Yeah. I think it suffered a little bit after that because they're just not as I, complete performers as the other two. Yeah, yeah. You can't, uh, but, but I thought you did well. It. Yeah. I would have liked to seen it go a little more just because, um,
1: and we didn't get anything from Danielson in response. We got nothing. Right.
0: I would I'm have liked assuming. to have seen a little more talking smack in that segment, you know, I mean, yeah. and by talking smack, I mean the show that Brian Danielson and Renee used to host together where they used to That's be a little exactly more, right. a little more footloose and fancy free. And, you know, it, it, it felt a little more like a skit. Yeah. Um, than, you know, Renee just kinda of queued up some questions and they hit their beats and then they moved on. And yeah. I would have I would have liked to see it to be a little more podcasty, Yeah. You know. Let's
1: see. Real quick. On Rampage, I want to talk about Jade Cargill. I'm loving Jade Cargill right now. If she would have sat in that <laughs> ring with her legs crossed yeah. for, for sixty minutes, <clears throat> I wouldn't have had a single complaint. I yeah. could talk about that all night. I could watch that all day. Jade Cargill is a phenomenal human being, and uh,
0: they could have, they could have, yeah. uh, they could have had her go out there, uh, sit in the middle of the ring, and then done the Hook and Davari match around her. while she's in the ring. I, my God, that's brilliant! <laughs> I would have loved that. And then have Willow come out and have to wrestle Layla while Jade <laughs> is in the ring. That yeah, w- I was that really disappointed been...
1: that that didn't go longer, and she ended up fighting her way out of the arena. Yeah, like knocking. That the
0: up being kind of a, mess a little bit because she was like, "I'm not leaving this ring," and, and then she, she left. Just left.
1: Yeah, I was really liking it, liking it until then. Um, and by the way, I really like that Jr. is not having the bullshit of oh, it's a three way match, so anything can can happen. Right? Yes. Like you can sh- you can shoot a man dead because it's a three way. Okay. Right. What the hell? And he's like we we really need to be looking at the rules on this or whatever.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm with JR on that. I'm with, with him. them. I don't like him. I don't like him cuz we talked- the product on the air, but no. But I agree with him. I agree but with the stance.
1: We've spoken a lot about how apparently when there's a stipulation, yeah. any stipulation in AEW, that means right. anything goes. Anything
0: goes. And that's ludicrous. Yeah. That was pretty Um dumb. I did I did not love that match. The 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 triple threat. No, nah, it was fine. I mean it was there. Um,
1: what I did like was um I liked Orange Cassidy with uh, Mark Henry before the match. Yes, Because, you know, they, they didn't have enough squares for everybody, so they threw him in with Mark Henry. Right. And uh, I think he said his whole let's He tried. Yeah, he tried to get it in ahead of time. Either way. I, I had his own that. he
0: had his own little microphone. <laughs> that was pretty okay. good. I do like him carrying around the title belt in the backpack too. That's fun.
1: I did like that. I really like that. Um, All right, let's talk about uh, match of the week.
0: For me, it was uh, we didn't we didn't uh, we kind of skipped over this, but uh, um, Dalton Castle and Jericho.
1: I really liked it. I really like that the crowd is super into Dalton Castle. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, I think Mark Marco Marco Gutierrez. He is a. I don't know if he's a member. I don't know if he's a subscriber to uh, the Boom or to fight game media but he's been a he's been a member of F4W wrestling observer group for years and years and a a, a couple years back when Dalton Castle came to Vegas Marco got to be one of the boys. Oh. Um so I want to give a quick shout out to Marco cuz I actually I'm excited to know uh, at least someone who is Briefly, one of the boys, What's
0: one of the boys,
1: I loved them beating up Jake Hager, yes. taking his hat yes. and then him fighting them all off and yelling into the mic or yelling into the camera. I love this hat. Yes. Yes. That was really entertaining. That was. And it reminded me of some of the things they did with Jake Hager during during COVID. And it's a great way to use him. He's just a big, dumb guy who loves his hat. All right. Um,
0: Jake Hager. Yeah. Jake. <laughs> I miss I miss how Jericho used to always call him Jake Agar.
1: Oh god, that was great. Um
0: no, yeah, that was it was, was, a, it was a really
1: good match though. It was a really good match.
0: And it was the kind of thing that like I'm I kinda miss a little bit. And I was and I was thinking about this when I was looking up stuff uh for our hullaboom thing was there they used to do they used to have more often uh, matches that were just really memorable. Yeah. Because, and, and sometimes it was because the match was awesome. And sometimes it was just because the character was insane or, or some moment happened that was just, you know, wild or something like that. And the Dalton castle coming out and just getting the full Dalton castle entrance from the center thing with yeah. the throne and the human staircase and, you know, the long entrance and, um, And just having a really solid match, you know, and having stuff with the boys and all that. It was like, okay, that's the kind of thing that's like, you know, I would have shown that to a friend who doesn't watch wrestling. Right. So this is how fun it can be.
1: No, absolutely. It really can be a lot of fun. And I think he's brought something to AEW that's been missing for a little while. Yeah. So I hope he, I hope, I hope we haven't seen the last of him here. Um, Real quick, should have been on Dynamite. Um, Everybody needs to see Renee Paquette on Hey, Hey, EW. And for, for whatever yes. reason, the way the video was titled, I thought, wait, did they kick out yeah. um, RJ city. city and replace him with Renee Paquette? But I don't think they have. I haven't watched the whole thing yet.
0: No, they haven't. No, but they clearly, they, they have. Yeah. It was, it's super entertaining. Yeah. And uh, um, I, I hope they keep it up. And then, of course, you've got
1: uh, FTR versus Aussie Open on New Japan World. Oh. Listen, ever, subscribe to RJ. Subscribe RJ said, subscribe to New Japan World, everybody. Yeah. It's yeah. a great deal. And you get to see phenomenal matches. All yeah.
0: Time. It's like with the exchange rate. It's like $8 a month. Yeah. And just, just the knowing only that it's deal, available to you.
1: Yeah. The only better deal in, in professional wrestling right now is Fight Game Media. It's uh, Patreon right. for only five dollars a month.
0: That's right. Yeah, this match is awesome. It's it's uh it's not as I I don't put it up over the uh, Briscoe brothers matches, but it's a, no. it's a close it's number really three. Good. It's really yeah. good.
1: yeah. That's the thing when it get when something approaches an FTR Briscoes match. Yeah, that's a hell of a match, man.
0: Like I was watching it, thinking my match of the year ballot might be all FTR matches. I'm okay with that.
1: I'm The thing is, they've earned it. Yeah, Their matches are better than everyone else's matches yep. because they've worked harder, and they are great storytellers in the ring. And the thing is, so were the Briscoes. They've yeah. worked hard for their characters. They're unique characters in wrestling, and they tell great stories. So together, these guys have been phenomenal. All right, let's get to the meat here. Let's get to the heat index. Do we have an honorable mention this week?
0: Uh, I had uh, Willow Nightingale as my honorable mention. Just so That's happy great. for her. Um, You know, her match wasn't all that great, but, you know, she's great. So I put her on. There. She
1: is great. Every, like, And I feel like everybody loves Willow the same as everyone loves the acclaimed. Maybe not to the same level. Yeah. Everybody, everybody likes Willow. Yeah. And, she needs you know,
0: something like that. She needs something. I don't know what it is, but she needs yeah. something to add to her act that gets people like the scissoring thing. I mean, it doesn't have to be a catchphrase, but it can be yeah. something that just gets them behind her. Because even though she's lost three times to Jade Cargill, I think if with a few months, they could tell a great story to have her be the one to beat her. I in wouldn't like mind January. That at all.
1: I wouldn't mind that at all. I don't think it's going to happen, but yeah. I would love that. And uh, I hope her whatever... Catchphrase she develops, or whatever. I hope it involves bringing old ladies back to the
0: ring. That's right, that way. Maybe that's it. Maybe yeah, we can get the, to she's
1: come. the old old lady thriller or something. I don't yeah. know.
0: All right. Number five. I got the acclaimed. They're still loves them. super over. Everyone loves them. They got their trademark back. They got the uh, they got the uh,
1: they got the, their trademark back by not by winning the match, by yeah. attacking the people who hold the trademark and right. ripping it up, therefore legally. Yes. They no longer have the trademark.
0: Right. That works. Oh my god. That in wrestling legality in wrestling, that's what works. that works. And they promised that they would stomp them in the nuts, and they did.
1: They absolute they went hard on the nuts <laughs> on the yambags. The yam bags. Um, the bag right. region. By the way, really excited for their match next week. I feel like this is a really big match with the former champs versus the new champs. Wait, no, that's not that's, true. I'm, yeah, I'm incorrect because the- it is ftr <clears throat> wrestling the former champs right or the number one contendership
0: in a in a true eliminator match because that's yeah
1: i really like this and i, I like what is going and i i don't think we've seen this match before have we no no i don't think we've I'm, seen
0: a claim against either of them and i don't think no. and and i know we haven't seen ftr against swerving lee so that I really i yeah, that Heathley
1: right. had the great, op- the best opportunity to deliver the, the indubitably line did, <laughs> which seemed to really confuse and piss off, um, yeah. Swerve, Swerve Strickland. And I'm also really looking forward to their breakup. Maybe after this match, maybe I think it should be. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I really don't need to see the acclaimed versus these guys again. No. Uh, so no. I would like it for the, to be this match. Yep. Okay.
0: All right. Number next.
1: four, Kevin.
0: I got uh Chris Jericho. He's still the man. He's a really big deal. Yeah. He's helping to
1: hold this company together. God love Chris. Two Jericho companies together. together. That's exactly right. Although he's trying to destroy right. ROH. Yes. Everyone in our. Save ROH.
0: it by destroying it. Yeah,
1: that's exactly right. By re- reforming it in his image, in the image yeah. of Jericho
0: i thought i thought he did a great job i've I've been a little down on him in the ring because he's been trying to like play at the very 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 tippy top level of in-ring work with some of the but best guys and he can't but with a guy like dalton castle though he can have a great match and he did it
1: was he put they put on such a great show in there
0: yeah and that finish was awesome too that it that uh that uh what is it the john jones spinning elbow thing <laughs> that's right uh what that, oh, actually looked pretty name? vicious? The uh, the freaking name of his, I just finisher. went blank on it.
1: I'm always blank, so God knows I
0: can't help. Yeah, I've the Judas blank. effect. The Judas effect, yeah.
1: How did he? How yeah, I thought thought it I awesome. that thought looked you know, awesome. Yeah, it looks so good. Okay,
0: number three, I got Dalton Castle. Who knows if we'll see? Like, I kind of was like, this was so awesome. We're not going to see him for eight months. I feel like that's a little high, yeah, but I
1: totally understand why he's there. Why you got him that high? Because again, he's something new that's yeah. really over. He's really working with the
0: crowd. Yeah, I kind of put him that way because I, I I was really saying like, okay, who would I be the most excited about seeing next week? And Is that who you and, came up with, and that's and 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 you know not as much as the guys in one and two, but like right. based on that week, he's someone that I'd be like, great, I want to see him next week too.
1: Right okay Dalton Castle's the number three who is at number two Kevin
0: John Moxley and I'm gonna do a little shout out to Hangman Page in there because yeah. uh, they had a I thought they had a really good match going and, and it uh, could have been so been a special match. with probably 15 four really minutes match. or whatever yeah so that's, that's a shame but uh, Moxley he's the ace and he carried the company uh, you know I think he's holding up his end of the yeah. The yeah. MJF feud, and he's acting like the champion he needs to be for MJF to potentially beat him. I would have MJF beat him.
1: Yeah. I'm really, I'm really curious to see how that match is going to go. I'm really excited. We now have the main event for full gear. Yeah. Last pay per view, we did not have many matches this far ahead of time. No. I'm really glad they're getting them out have, there on we paper. Have,
0: we have four full weeks of TV, eight episodes of TV between now and then. Yeah. And uh we've got the main event.
1: We know what it is. Yeah, that's great. They can sell tickets for this for this fight, um, unless MJF gets injured or like which would really Ugh, God be forbid. terrible. Yeah. All right, yeah. who's
0: your number one? MJF. He's, he's next level. He is next be. level right now. And he's he is he is becoming I hope they don't overthink it. I don't think they are. Right. I don't but, think they are either. But I mean, he is on his way to becoming the signature star of AEW, and, um, and I hope he gets there. I think, I think if it's up to him, he will,
1: I I've said this before. He feels like a young Rick flair to me in that he can be a face. He can be a heel. He can be a heel that everybody loves or a face that you kind of hate. Yeah. He can do anything and he can do. And I don't, I think he can do anything at a drop of a hat. If a referee told him halfway through a promo or halfway through a match, whispered to him, "You've got to go face right now." Yeah, he could freaking do it with, with not yeah. miss a beat. Oh, he
0: could easy, and, and I and think that's
1: somebody that can carry a promotion for a lot of years.
0: Yeah, I oh, think he also, can do it. Yeah,
1: he is looking
0: crazy. Right he now. did nothing he on his time off but work out and absolutely eat, take vitamins. I his, guess his pecs. Oh my god. Yeah. A little bit of acne on the face, so I don't know. if There's I a mean, look. He's, there, he's
1: saying his prayers. He's taking his vitamins. That always yeah. causes a little acne. You know, sure. That's, that's how that a works. Little, Everybody you know, knows
0: this. That's true. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, you're no. talking to a man who used to be known as Mark Doctor MD. That's so right. A little, I know. I know a few <laughs> things here.
0: Yeah. So I think. um I, you know, I, the thing that I'm really excited about even to kind of bring it full circle to talk about punk in the beginning was when punk and MJF had their feud. I thought that was the best told feud in two decades, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that at the time I attributed to punk because I thought punk's such a great storyteller, the levels to it, all that stuff. And I think it was definitely there, but after seeing MJF, In this feud, I think he brought way more to that than we gave him credit for. I think you're right. I think you're 100% On a storytelling level, I think he is thinking deeply about the story, the MJF story. And I think Tony Khan is giving him the lane to tell that story. And I think as long as he doesn't blow all of his stories in the first three, you know, three years of his main event career. Yeah. Uh, you know he'll he'll come because he's digging deep for this stuff and he really uh, is and by the and yeah and I hope he doesn't burn out. But
1: I think that I also think that we were not offended enough at the, at how kind of callously CM Punk dismissed uh, MJF in his in his promo. Yeah, in his uh like MJF is is legitimately going to be a superstar and is a superstar. Yeah. And what did MJ? What did uh, Punk say? By just kind of called him a kid or something like that.
0: Yeah. Yep. I'm like, no, th- this guy's bet. You shitty know what? Little match from shitty little Long Island.
1: I'm gonna say something here that might get me some heat, and I don't, I don't give a shit right now, Kevin. Okay. MJF is better than CM Punk. CM Punk knows it, or he should know it. Maybe he doesn't, but he yeah, should know.
0: Yeah, you're right. I you're think right.
1: he's better on the mic, and I would argue he's as good in the ring.
0: And oh, maybe take better. it back to the earlier discussion. Uh, Chicago all out, Punk comes back. We are Chicago wins his title in his hometown. Comes back from his injury, and the entire arena of his people is chanting MJF. And I do not think. And you know what? That sat well with Mister Brooks. Same thing just
1: happened in Cincinnati at the end of the show. Yep. Everyone was chanting for MJF in yep. Boxley's hometown. Yeah, He can t- turn any crowd. He proved it in Chicago. He can pull he can turn any crowd into his fans in America. With their hometown guy in the ring. He can he can, he can completely suck all that out, all, all that love out and, and, and project and get it on, on his side. Yeah. And I've never seen anything like that in professional wrestling. Yeah, I don't even think Ric Flair could do that—not to that level. Not to that the, level. The level of support CM Punk has is probably unmatched in Chicago, and Punk just grabbed it and took it for himself. Yep, with needs. Better than CM Punk, and that's why WWE wants MJF. AEW wants MJF. Right now, nobody wants CM Punk. No, nope. the, the <laughs> I was about to go a little too far there. About yeah. to go a little too far, but. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited for MJF right now. I feel, that, that's the thing. Is this week felt like there were a lot of things I could get behind. I could get behind Jade Cargill trying to get her belt back. Yeah. I could, like MJF has me fired up for his match. Um, the Acclaimed, I'm fired up for everything they're going to do next. Every rap. I want I want everything. from. I, wanted, I want everything from the Acclaimed. Yeah. And I'm really into what's happening with Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. And for a while, we haven't really had those storylines I was super invested in. What we do right now, Kevin. Yep. Um, my heat index was very similar to yours. Um, I I had Adam Page in it just because the concern for for him. Yep. I had Dalton Castle as honorable mention. Um, Fair. and I actually had Willow Nightingale at number five. Nice. Just super excited for her. Love her. So yeah, really similar heat indexes this week. Let's talk about what is coming up. What we're excited for. Okay, let's see. What is going to be on Dynamite this week? Moxley versus Penta. Rio, Jamie, Hayter. Swerve and Keith versus FTR. Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara. I think is going to be a really good match. Yeah. Cesaro and Uta versus Jericho Garcia. I'm, I like all those. I'm excited for all those. Yeah. I don't know which one I'm the most excited about because I'm really hyped for the Penta versus Moxley. I'm really interested in this Danielson versus Sammy match. And then the 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 FTR match, of course, I'm super hyped for that. I'm like, this is a really good week. I don't think we have anything for Rampage yet, though.
0: No, nothing for Rampage. That FTR match is clearly my number one. That's yeah. It, it's just there you go. After watching that Aussie Open match, and then just being like, it's FTR on Dynamite in a tag team match. Finally, finally for the first time they're, ever, they are not gonna. They're gonna try to give you everything. And yeah,
1: Keith Lee is such a special guy mm-hmm. in that he gives you something different in the ring than most wrestlers. And Ke- and Swerve is the exact same. And they you so rarely see them against that Keith Lee archetype or that Swerve right. archetype. They could. I think we're going to see a lot of things we haven't seen in this match. Yeah, guys, and that's really really
0: exciting. Yep.
1: All right, we got a great week ahead um, from. Kevin Ealy, from myself, from everybody here at Fight Game Media. Have a great week, everybody, and we hope to see you back here again next Tuesday.